Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay on a sort of cold and rainy Austin, Texas day, and I am pleased to introduce you to one of the most successful online marketing coaches I've ever worked with on a podcast. His name is Mr. Jake Jargovin. Jake, how are you today? I am doing great. Thanks for having me on here, Dr. Pillay. And by the way, Jake, you know, we just talked about this. You're actually right now visiting the south of France. You're calling in from, I think, where is that again in France? Where are you? Uh, I think the French way to say it is Montpellier. Uh, It looks like Montpellier, but I'm pretty sure it's Montpellier is how they say it in like the French way. So you you are in near Montpellier talking to Dr. Pelé. This is like something, it's meant to be, man. It's like the mountain of Pelé. I know. (laughs) I actually just got back from Hawaii and um, people made a big deal about how, hey, wait a second, there's a goddess here called Pelé. So I've, I've got that on my mind. And so, Jake, let's jump straight into your story. One of the things I want to know is how you became so successful in this space. You know, you're a guy I know who started from, you know, maybe just a, a few thousand dollars a month as a freelancer to now you're making over $50,000 in monthly recurring revenue from marketing. How on earth did you build that? We want to know. We want to learn how to be just like you. <laughs> Yeah, it uh it you know it's a long journey. Uh, I mean, I I've been in the entrepreneurial game for 10 years now. I first had an agency and like, you know, built that up and then uh left that and then I failed stuff for years. I got into freelancing. And then like it's been this journey um over the past really I guess like 5 years since I started freelancing into like more consulting and then eventually to be like I'm going to launch a productized service and like I've built that up um and it's it's like it's been a long evolution and it just comes to like consistently learning and developing and growing um so I mean there's yeah there's a, there's a lot of stuff to dive into but it's you know it's not an overnight success I've been an entrepreneur since I was 19 basically wow. and uh you know there was a lot of months you said, you know, when I was making thousands, there's a lot of months where I didn't make any money. So like, there's like, there's even worse like stages back in those gaps there. So um, I'm happy to dive into any of it though. You know, you know, Jake, one of the things that really put you on my radar is that I'm, you know, one of the people I receive your, your emails mm-hmm. and I have so enjoyed the, the honesty and sort of sometimes the vulnerability that you put out there in your in your emails and in the content that you put out. I'll tell you one. You said maybe a year ago I read something and it caught my eye. You said, "Hey guys, copy everything you see <laughs> because that's how you learn, but don't necessarily do everything everybody's doing." You made some kind of a distinction like that that I thought was re- really powerful. Can you tell us a little bit about why it is you believe that your content should be as truthful and honest and, and you share so much. I want to learn more about your content strategy. Yeah. So like if people ask about my content strategy and like, I, I don't have one other than like, I just put out stuff and I just create and like, I've tried to like, be like, all right, I'm going to write out my like topics and my blog posts for the next quarter. And it's like, by like week two, I'm like, screw that. I'm going to write on this other thing that I want to write about. So like, it's, it's not like massively like my content strategy is not massively intentional, but I've like my, my, my overall, like a few philosophies that I guess I operate from 
Um, one is I'm very open, honest, transparent. I just give everything away. So like my whole belief from the start is that like teach everything you know and just give it all away. And then people will come to you for like the implementation of stuff. Wow. So like literally we do like LinkedIn outreach as our business mm-hmm. and I give away all of our scripts. I give away everything. Like I just like <laughs> there's nothing well, left, nothing hidden. <laughs> yes, exactly. And like that has been the biggest driver of our business. Um, so that's like one thing is just give it all away is one, one kind of key insight. And then um, another one is I always look at like, how can I be like the number one or create like the number one resource? And it's particularly with like around like a lead magnet, but like our LinkedIn guide, mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm going to make the best possible thing on the internet about generating leads on LinkedIn. Yes. And it has worked and it just like occasionally I just blows up on Reddit or somewhere and yeah. And Jake, I'm going to give you a plug right now because it did work. Back when I read that document that you created, this is a year or two ago now, right? Mm-hmm. That document, I remember talking to other people. Everybody was like, how is it that this guy is giving away all of, all of the secrets? <laughs> yep. You literally laid out exactly what we were all doing and holding dear but you just shared it. And I just, I really, really thought that was powerful. Um, now, I, you, you are the CEO and founder of Lead Cookie. Tell us a little bit about Lead Cookie, the problem you solve, who your ideal co- uh, customers are in Lead Cookie. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so basically we are a done-for-you LinkedIn prospecting service. So we basically manage people's LinkedIn um, profiles and generate warm conversations between them and their ideal customers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've also added a new service line um, where we're actually doing daily LinkedIn content for people's feeds as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And our our ideal customers tend to be um, people in kind of like consulting or um, service businesses or, you know, uh, where they're basically, you've got like a decently large ticket sale and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then even on like the coaching side, um, we've got a handful of business coaches who are coming to us mainly for like the content side as well to nurture their LinkedIn audiences and network. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's our business. So we've grown to a team of over 25 people and, uh, we've managed, I think as of today, like 68 customers. So we've got, uh, quite a, quite a bit going on. Wow. And, and, and I have to tell you that, you know, based on reading your work, I know what tools you use. And I can tell you that other people using the same tools are not achieving your results. So you, you must have some secret sauce in there that's really making the difference. You know, could you, could you tell us how, how do you, your clients, your customers, what big challenges do they have? What would you say if you had to list one, two or three of their biggest challenges? What would your ideal clients really struggle with? What do they really struggle with today? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things that um, our customers are like that people that come to us, I mean, they're all looking for leads. Like that's like the, the biggest thing, but the, the challenge that most of them have and like, we're really picky on who we take on as customers. We turn a lot of people away because like the biggest thing is like, do you have a value proposition that's going to cut through the noise? Mm. And that like, that is like such a thing. Like I can't tell you how many people that we've reached out or it's like, Oh, we do SEO and digital marketing for small businesses. It's like, so does everybody. Like we we develop software for like enterprise and startups. It's like, that's so broad. Like, you know, like we need to like get some niche value propositions in place and like come up with a niche or something unique that's going to hook someone in. Um, And that's how people succeed with us. But that's probably one of the biggest things that we see so many people come to us that we just turn away because they just don't have a good value proposition in, in place. And like, that is one thing I'll say is like, if you don't have a good value proposition, like everything else in business is harder. 
Um, like, and once you get a good value proposition in, it's just like, it's just way easier. It's like just a multiplier on everything. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of, you know, market segmentation and value propositions, you know, obviously this is the big ticket clients show. And, you know, I've made the decision about a year ago to begin to focus on big ticket clients. Do you have that sort of focus as well? Uh, Is it part of your business? And how do you view the idea of the big ticket client world? Yeah, so for us, you know, we are very like a productized service. So we actually don't customize anything. We have a very like flat rate pricing that we do for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, As of today, I actually don't even do any coaching on my own side. I've like decided to focus purely on the business. Um, but what we find for our customers is like the, the higher a customer's lifetime value is, mm-hmm. um, like their value of their customer, like the, the more that outbound makes sense. Um, you know, and so when you get to someone where it's like a really big ticket sale, um, you know, like then like it's great if someone comes to us and they have these like big ticket clients because like we have a customer who is like they were with us for, you know, quite a period of time and then they close one big deal and it pays for our service for a year. Um, and so like, that's the kind of stuff, like those are the kind of people that we love to work with because it's just the ROI is so easy as soon as they land one big customer. Mm-hmm. So, so how do we get those kind of customers? You know, for, for a lot of my, my audience are people who may already have, um, you know, small fish, if you will, but they want whales, <laughs> right? So how do we get these whales or big ticket clients? Is there a strategy to get those specific people? So instead of having a thousand customers, you have 10 and it pays the same thing. How do you get that kind of an audience? Yeah. So if we're looking at, um, like, like ultimately, like the, the thing I'll say is like, if you're in like the coaching world or in that kind of realm or like the consulting, like your, how much you can charge is largely based on the results you have delivered. Mm. And that's like a huge thing here because like we have um, customers and they do digital like marketing consulting for like franchises. And we've had one person who tried a similar campaign a long time ago, but like they were just like, they really didn't have much to show and they were just kind of like, yeah, they're starting out and they're like, hey, we're going to like um, niche and franchises. And like, they just don't do that well. And you have these guys where it's like, hey, we've got this result on how we produced XYZ for these customers. And what we do on LinkedIn is we reach out and like, this is like a really great tactic. If you have results you have generated for someone, mm-hmm. put together a campaign of people like them, put together a really compelling case study that's not like just fluffy, but it gives like all way, all the secrets, all the details, what you did. Mm-hmm. And then we reach out and we say, hey, you know, we've um, worked with a bunch of other, you know, franchises just like you. Mm-hmm. Um, we put we have, uh, we recently generated XYZ results for this client. Um, would you like to see a case study of exactly how we did it? And what you get is a bunch of people raising their hand like, yeah, I want to see that case study. I want to see that. Like, how did you, how you pulled that off? Mm-hmm. Um, and that we've done time and time again with different types of businesses. And they're like, that works really well to establish credibility, um, establish, you know, just um, expertise at the front end. And we've seen customers close, like uh, one of them closed a hundred thousand dollar deal just a few weeks ago um, with this. And he's like, I got like four or five more of those in the pipeline right now. Wow. Um, and it came from, but like that wouldn't have worked if he didn't have some results first. So like step one, like produce epic results for the customers you do have. Mm-hmm. And then step two, like go show those results to more people like them. Like, <laughs> so, so, so Jake, you know what you've just done is you've just given it all away. And I love that. <laughs> That's what you just did. What great learning right there. And, and I, and for whoever's listening to this, 
you may not realize that you just heard a potential million dollar idea. <laughs> so don't, don't waste it. Take it and use it. Okay. So, so, so back to the challenges that, that your ideal clients have, you know, I just want to kind of really dive one level deeper into that. What possible misconceptions or belief systems do these people carry with them that you have to overcome as a, as a, as a provider, a coach or a consultant to help them be successful? Yeah. One of the biggest things is I think a lot of people, um, they're like afraid of reaching out to cold people. They're afraid that it could like hurt their reputation or that they'll come off as sleazy and spammy and whatnot. Um, and the truth is, cause like there, there's so many people that do this horribly. Um, I've literally like, I've even like put up, uh, like a domain of like cold email sucks, uh, <laughs> just because like so many, like you get so many bad, like, you know, people pitching you stuff and you're just like, are you serious? Like to whom this may concern? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, like, there's so much bad stuff out there that people are like, they just, they like immediately think that cold outreach is going to associate them in that bucket. But if you do it and you do it really well and you do that resource of like, hey, you know, we have a customer just like you want this case study or resource like you're offering value It's actually like personalized, it's targeted. Um, or we've done other campaigns where we've, you know, just reached out and like asked a question. Like for a long time, I would just reach out on LinkedIn and ask people, hey, uh, I'm curious, what are your like primary lead generation channels? Mm-hmm. and like you just get people talking and then you have a conversation and next thing you know they're a customer and like and it's like really just um like being conversational being real uh it goes such a long way and it doesn't have to be spammy and that's one just misconception a lot of people have just because of the stuff that they get which is is so bad <laughs> you know, and I, I have to agree with you you know we've all received those uh messages on linkedin where someone goes hello my name is Person X. I'm the best in the industry. Do you want to work with me? Let's meet. Here's my number. <laughs> yeah. And like they'll write you like an essay and then like they'll, they'll mail merge in like your company name. And it's like I, have, I, I consistently get these and I just have to like, I snap back at the person because it's like, hi, Jake. Like uh, I'd love to help you out at Lead Cookie Done For You LinkedIn Lead Generation. I like put that as my like company name so that yeah. we'd have like better like SDO for it. Yeah. And so it mail merges in like our whole tagline. Whole with, tagline yeah. I, I, you know, I do, like, I do the yeah. same thing. In fact, mine is really funny because in my title, I, I call myself Dr. Pelé. So I use the doctor as my first name and then Pelé as my last name with the big ticket clients right after it. So I get these people who, who email me and they go, hello, doctor, period. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah, it yeah. because they, they they got the first name, okay? And I know immediately that this is a guy who is trying to sell me something because he doesn't even have my name in there. <laughs> yep, exactly. You've got like a you've got like a filter to to get rid of all those people. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so okay, you know th- th- this is really helpful, but I, I want to take you back even one more layer, Jake. I'm sure that you've reached the point in your career. Uh, we, we all get to this point where we realize the most powerful thing in our process of changing people's finances and lives is actually personal development, right? Like who they are ends up getting in the way of whether or not they're going to be successful, no matter how much uh, they, they hide it. Okay. So helping them become better at sales, better at marketing, better as people actually ends up helping them in general. How did you figure that out for yourself and for your clients? What was your defining moment where you were like, yes, I, I got to be a leader or whatever, you know, how did you do that? Yeah. So for me, it was like, it's very like, there's like this moment where like I was going for years and I was like doing okay in this entrepreneurial thing, but I was like, I was in the consulting space 
And um, this was around the time that um, I, I was looking at like Russ Perry uh, and what he had done with Design Pickle. And he's built like a $10 million a year company with Design Pickle. And um, I had also been um, friends with uh, Alex McClafferty, who's one of the co-founders of WP Curve, mm-hmm. which they ended up like growing to well over a million a year and sold to GoDaddy. Mm-hmm. And so I said, like, I had started to look at these people and um, at some point, like, I just realized, like, man, I've got this, like, pretty big ego, but I'm somehow not getting the results. Like, I feel like I don't need people's help, but, like, where the hell are my results? Like, why can't I, like, why can't I break, like, 100K a year personal income year after year and trying? And I just, like, I can't get past that. Um, and I'm just, like, stagnating. And it just, like, the results weren't there. And at some point, I just had to, like, like accept that and just be like, all right. Like I'm, I need to like look and find some other mentors and advisors and actually look at like the time when I grew the fastest in my life Yep. when I started my first business in college is because I was this college kid. And so like I was an idiot and I knew I was an idiot. And so I just like reached out to everyone and would like ask to like get coffees and like go speak to other business owners, get the advice and mentorship. And I learned so much, but like you get older and people, you know, don't give away their advice free all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like I, uh, I just had stopped like learning or have, I had no mentors and advisors. And that was like this turning point of realizing I don't have any mentors. I'm stagnating and I don't have the results and like, like I need to do something differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was the kind of the turning point when I really started to invest in like mentors and advisors um, and a lot more into personal development programs as well. Wow. And, 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 and here you are now, you are, as I've said earlier, one of, for me, the leading voices in our industry. And by industry, I'm referring to the LinkedIn uh, lead generation part of what I do, um, which is also part of what you do. But tell me how you started to move toward content marketing. You know, we've all heard uh, from gurus, content marketing doesn't work. I actually have this one guy who was, on, he was on a podcast of some kind, yeah, and he does this every week. He was just saying content marketing doesn't work. And I'm like, he's doing content marketing right now <laughs> telling us that content marketing doesn't work. You know, he's like, just advertise, go to a webinar and close the deal. Okay. So, so why are you doing it on a podcast? <laughs> why are you doing a podcast? The world is full of liars, man. I know, I know. <laughs> so, so Jake, tell us how you, you know, what you do with content marketing, why that's so important for you and, and for all of us, frankly. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, like I started a blog like years ago, like 2011. And at that point, I just like literally had no idea what I was doing. I just published a bunch of random stuff. Probably about four and a half, five years ago, I started like literally blogging about my like freelancing adventure whenever I like moved to Mexico. And so like, again, not really like a business intent. I'm just like blogging to blog. Yeah. And very, somewhere along- very effective though, because you were being honest and it, 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 that stuff is contagious. Yeah. And that was the interesting thing is what I found is like, I was just blogging about like my journey becoming a freelancer and I was starting to get clients just like from people from my network. And I was like, I'm not even, I'm not at all like blogging about like web design, which is what I was doing at the time. And I'm just getting clients from like putting stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just kind of like, I up and down, I kind of did stuff. I started a podcast along the way, literally evolved that renamed the whole thing after like 30 episodes. And like, I just, put stuff out there and I like to teach what I learn. Mm. And I find that it like, honestly, like I grow and I evolve faster when I teach things to people. 
Um, and when I put things out there and sometimes like my blog posts are a reminder to myself, like I just had this whole failed business that I tried for three months. And then like, I just look back and like when I write the like postmortem and I wrote the yeah. blog post about the failure, I was like, I probably should have taken my own advice and stolen a business model from someone else as opposed to trying to innovate something like, you know, it's like literally like I have this like reminder from myself yeah. from like a year ago. But you know, again, I can give a testimonial for you because I followed you on that. I, I remember you were talking about, you know, some content helping thing and you were talking about LinkedIn being uh, maybe even a dying, a dying business the way many people do it today and you were moving. I can tell you that the honesty and the vulnerability and just the sharing that you demonstrated is one of the things that makes me such a follower of your work. Um, it doesn't matter that that business failed because you found new followers like me. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and that's the cool thing to just share it. Like there's points in the past where I've like flopped and like, I just didn't want to like publish anything for months and I like held it back. And now I find like, man, you put stuff out there and you write about it and like it draws people toward you. Like the blog post about when I like failed at my business, I got more engagement. I got like 70 like emails like that day. Like it was crazy. Wow. wow. Uh, and like, it's just, like it, it draws people toward you when you really put out that vulnerability and just to publish like all the time, the, through the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. um, like there's just like so many people where it's just like, all you ever see is the highlight reel. And yeah, so yeah. to like, very bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just, you, you try to go for once a week or once a month or are you more aggressive than once a week? For podcasts? Uh, so I do like one article per week at this point, and I do one podcast per week. Okay. And then I do this other thing called um, a, like a daily discover and declare where I basically learn something every day. And then I um, teach it in like a short like social media post. I te like teach the concept. So um, for that, that's like where a lot of my LinkedIn content comes from and stuff like that. But the crazy thing is like all of that content I put out there, it's not even always about business. Yes. Like a lot of it's just like me, like talking about my personal journey and stuff and it still drives business. Like it's really interesting. And like people will follow, like they follow people buy from people. And so just putting yourself out there as a person, it doesn't always have to be about your business. That I can't tell you how powerful that is. I do it myself. Uh, I, I'm a musician and I, I write songs. I, I, I put out videos of my songs has nothing to do with business. But at the end of the day, it humanizes me, right? So whether I'm talking to, you know, multi-billion dollar CEOs or I'm just playing a song, it's like, hey, that's a real person. I want to get to know that person, you know? Mm -hmm. So it really works. But what doesn't work? Let, let's take a look at, you know, people who are in our space trying to be successful online, whether they're entrepreneurs or coaches or consultants. What could they do that's bad, that actually just doesn't work? What's getting in their way? What are the, some yeah. of the footballs out there? I think when people like they try to like go into content and just like have this like plan of like, okay, let, like, let's come up with the topics and they like try to like analyze it and be like, all right, let's go write a post on like the five thing tips you need to do this. And like really just like, you know, like the, like list posts can be good, but it's like, it's just got to come from like a good authentic spot. Yep. And not just like, oh, um, you know, like we do, you know, I do software consulting or something like that. So I'm going to write this, you know, like, I don't know, like, it's just like, the, like, you, you know, like terrible, boring content yeah. when you see it, yeah. and like, just like you click on it and you're like, oh, this is not worth my time. And you don't read it, but like just being real and like putting out a story and like writing like a person, um, that's what hooks people in. And like this, like the boring, like 
stuff of just like trying to just teach that that tends to not do too well. So yeah, well, you, you just touched on one of my, my favorite topics, which is story. Um, you know, my, my background, in fact, you can actually see one of my books there. It's called the story of you. I don't know if you can see that. Nice. I love it. Yeah. My, my background is in narrative psychology. I, I live and breathe story. And so I totally agree with you. Um, authenticity sells all of that stuff and, and being real journaling your life even works. Um, um, you know, another thing that I've actually identified that is a, is a challenge for a lot of us, uh, in the consulting and coaching business, trying to become online marketers is copycat marketing. Now I mean that in the sense of we are learning strategies that, actually can hurt us <laughs> like spammy behavior you know we like getting in your car and you know driving and talking you know frank kern can do that and get away with it right but yeah, yeah. if everybody copies that and just starts driving in their car and talking stuff that nobody cares about it doesn't get them very far it just brands them as copycat marketers what do you think about that whole sort of learning the wrong thing yeah there's just like um you know the, there's this thing uh this quote I, from like David Sherry, he's one of the guys he built death to stock photo and just really authentic guy. I really love the stuff he put out there. And this is like something I've learned recently, but like to like build an audience or like to build a following of people, it's about becoming someone that's worth following. Ooh. And that's like so true and so valuable. And like, that's like what all of like leadership really is, is just like you like so many people, like they think like, oh yeah, like the tip, like the way that I'm going to build a great business or the way I'm going to grow is like, I'm going to, you know, I need to do content upgrades on my blogs. Or I need to have these certain like pop-ups and like stuff like this to capture emails and the right autoresponder was like, no, like not all that is like tactical stuff that might give you a little boost. But ultimately at the end of the day, like if you are not like worthwhile to pe for people to follow, then like it just, it doesn't matter. Like all those tactics are pointless. Um, and so that's where I think a lot of people copycat or they get caught up in the tactics versus instead like mm. become someone that people want to follow. Wow. That, that's so powerful. This whole idea. Of, in fact, uh, when you said uh, the pop-ups, I was thinking of an exit intent pop-up. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. I remember a few years ago when I got into it, I was like, man, this is fantastic. Now everybody has an exit intent pop-up. And it's like, that's so not the point anymore, right? We have to yeah. be, as you said, a person. You know, I recently uh, interviewed a top CEO chairman of, you know, a billion dollar company. And he told me that his most important thing was the personal development. Um, mm -hmm. You know, meditating, and I don't want to go woo-woo on you, but, you know, thinking about you know, the power of his mind, you know, think and grow rich. Those things are more important to him than the tactics of his business. And it's amazing. The more I meet successful people, they tell me that. I wonder what the, the thread is here. What do you think about that? Yeah. So one of the, um, one of the personal development investments um, I made was in this program called Wake Up Warrior. And Wake the whole Up philosophy, Warrior? Yep. Wake Up Warrior. And uh, the whole philosophy of it, um, it's meant for male businessmen. Uh, and it is basically the whole philosophy is like, if you want your business to rise, you have to rise in like all areas of like your body, your being, your like balance and your business. So like basically talking about like your health and your fitness, you need to rise like your um, like meditation, your spirituality, your consciousness. Uh, and then also like your relationship with your wife and your family members. And if you like ignore any of those other ones, like your business is going to struggle. Um, and so it's like, 
literally like that, like I meditate every single day. I work out in I, some I capacity every day. <laughs> like, so Jake, okay, Jake, hold on. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to go there, but I didn't want to expose that in, in case you didn't. See, yeah. you meditate. This is the second successful CEO I'm talking to in a week who tells me about meditation. Tell us yeah. about that. This is amazing to me. Yeah, it's like, you know, like the, people overthink it or anything like that, but like just literally like at least just 10 minutes a day, I sit down and just meditate and, you know, I might miss some days here and there. I actually think I missed this morning. Uh, but like, you know, I still get into the habit every day and it's just like, like building that consciousness to be able to quiet your mind and mm -hmm. just to get comfortable with just like sitting there and not thinking about stuff um, and just being able to focus. And like, I can tell you that like, like it's you can't like you can't pinpoint the difference it makes in your life when you start meditating mm -hmm. but like until you think back of what your life was like before you meditated and like i just remember my wife being like man like i used to just have to like blurt out all my thoughts to my wife like whenever like all the time and just be like thinking yeah and i was like i would like use her as this like mental like release and like this is like oh man i just need to like I was chaos in my brain all the time. And now it's just like, ah, oh, cool. I finished up my things for the day. I guess I'm going to wrap up here and I'm going to go play Parcheesi with my wife. And like, <laughs> and it's just like, and it's just like, there's not like mental chaos in my head all the time. It's just like, you're very conscious and aware of what's going on, the reality of it. And you don't like let your stories of your mind, like just like punch you around like they used to for me. You know, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm a student of Dan Kennedy and one of the things that he really talks about that I totally believe in is, you know, you got to sell people on their dreams, which is to make more money, to be successful, because that's what you ultimately are going to deliver as a result for them. But mm -hmm. once they come in on the inside, if you're a coach, you have to coach them on their personal development and on their mindset, because that's what's going to create those results. But here's the thing. If you sell them on mindset alone, they're not going to buy. <laughs> yep. I totally believe that. Like that's, um, yeah, I totally 100% believe that. It's like they got to get you in with some other thing and then pull them and realize like, hey, like your problem is not the fact that like you're not using the right tactics. The problem is that you're hungover half the days, you're sleeping in or you have no regular schedule. Like that's your real problem. Like I've got a buddy like this who I'm just like, man, like you, you always come to me for like these business tactics, but like you're freaking chaos, man. Your life is in chaos. That's your problem. Like, <laughs> so, so yep. So, you know, when we talk about meditation, mindset, all these things, there are a lot of people who would think, hey, wait a second, that's just too far out, that's woo-woo, is it even religious? It really isn't, but, you know, for people who have doubts that that is connected to results, what would you use to explain to people how preparing yourself for the day, meditating, or, or even just building yourself, how does that connect? Where's the connection to end results. Is there some way of explaining that for people who just have doubts and don't even want to talk about it? Um, it's one of the things where it's just like, man, like I, I just can look at my numbers and I, I could show the numbers that uh, I started meditating around the time this company started. And we, at the time we started, I was, you know, up and down, like struggling to make, you know, a consistent, even three to four grand a month um, from consulting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, now we are, you know, doing $60,000 plus per month. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I have these like results there, but like the biggest thing I'd say, like, you know, if you're, 
if you're skeptical about something or you hear something like this, like just try it for like 30 days mm-hmm. and see where it goes. Like I gave up drinking a year ago and I started off by just saying, Hey, I'm going to try to not drink for like four months and see what happens. Wow. And, um, I just tried not drinking and I was like, ah, oh, that was pretty good. Like, I'm just going to keep not drinking. <laughs> and, you know, you just try meditation for a while. Um, and if, if ultimately like, you know, like give it a shot, like let it build momentum, like go use some of like headspace or calm or some of these apps to get you started. But like, just try stuff. One of the things that I've like really like believe, like I even like ask myself this question on a regular basis, like, is there any like, um, advice or common, um, things that I'm like just consistently ignoring? Yes, yeah. And anytime I find myself like ignoring something I hear over and over again, cause I think I'm like smarter or above that. I'm like, I should probably consider that and try that out. <laughs> uh, and so like, that's like something like meditation for a long time was one of those. Wow. That, that, that's so cool. Now, as we begin to wrap up, I just want to know kind of what the climax here is for people. What could they expect? What is the, what does success look like for someone who might be listening to this and really be getting a lot of the value I'm getting from you? What does success look like? Is it being a location-free entrepreneur like you? Like right now you're in the south of France and you're doing business. Your, your, your company's making money for you in the U.S. You know, what does success look like? What can people look, up to, look forward to as they get deeper into marketing? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, really, it's really interesting like thought on that. Like that's a good question. Like one of my, uh, my mentors, Alex McClafferty, he's uh, one of the co-founders of WP Curve, uh, sold his business to GoDaddy and then fell like heavily into depression like massive depression. And it's actually a very common thing. Uh, Jason Cohen's another um, like business founder who wrote about this, that business owners who like they hit this pinnacle of success and they like exit their companies, there's like this common pitfall of depression afterward. And so like a lot of people um, where they get toward is they think that like the outcome is going to lead to happiness, but you've got to just like get comfortable enjoying all of it yes. and like enjoying things along the ride. And for me, like a big part of that is just to like keep growing and expanding and challenging myself to like embody and do more of what I love and the work I do. Um, actually like we hit a point, um, this was like probably October of last year. So probably about five months ago now. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, we had gotten the business like super stable. Um, I was still like kind of in the weeds. I was still doing the account strategy, but it was like day in and day out. Like I knew what we did. We were profitable. It was making money. And it actually like I started to get down and kind of like bored. Mm. And I realized I was like, oh, it's because like I'm not growing. I'm kind of just like plateauing right here. And so for me to like continue to grow and like push to whatever that next challenge is, whatever that next level is, mm-hmm. that's what drives me. It's not hitting the level. It's the challenge of like, like I literally got like to the point where I was like, man, I like I know exactly what's going to happen every day when I show up. I need to like challenge myself to push to one tier higher of this so that I can really start to grow. Um, And so that's like one thing for me is just like success is on the journey. It's not this end destination that you get to. And you just like, it's getting that balance and getting it to the life that you ultimately want to get. I love that success is the journey, not necessarily any perceived destination that we design, right? It's really just the doing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, so I'll I'll even share one other piece on that. Like, Mm -hmm. For years, I was like, man, the day I make 10 grand a month, like that is it. I've like made it. So I will be so yeah. happy. Yeah, and that was like and, years ago now, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and like the point is like when I, when I actually like hit that, I didn't notice. 
I for, I like literally didn't even realize I hit it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like showing up, doing the work. And like, then like I just started like making um, that amount. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, holy crap. I, I like finally hit my goal. And it was a few months ago, but I was just focused on the work that was in front of me. Absolutely. Um, and that was just like a thing. But like for years, like that is what I thought success was. And then you get there and you're like, wow. Oh, that really doesn't matter. <laughs> like, so. yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, my journey was that I used to be in the corporate world. I had titles like, you know, vice president of this and that. And, you know, that meant a lot to me. I was making 100K, right? Just basically at six figures. And I thought that was the world. <laughs> yeah. You show up as an entrepreneur and you're like, what? You can make 10K in a month or 20K in a month. And like, that's even at the low end of possibility. And you're like, what was I thinking all these years, right? So your goals seem to shift. As, as you grow, you begin to see, you know, bigger goals. And, and maybe that's the, per- the process is make sure you have bigger goals ahead of you so that the journey continues to be a challenge. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, again, if you stagnate or you just like plateau for a bit, mm-hmm. like it's, you start, you'll start to get down a bit. And I think in like some of the sense and like, Stability is good, but I, I really like, I know at least for me, like that constant growth and lifelong learning and expansion is a value I hold dear. Mm-hmm. And so just to keep growing and to keep pushing yourself, um, that's where I find that I'm always like, there's, uh, there's a uh, guy, Jordan B. Peterson, who has an amazing podcast and book and his whole like theory is that like in life you have like chaos and you have order. Mm-hmm. and like, you know, if everything's in order, it's all super predictable, you're bored and like, you're going to go insane because you're not being challenged. Mm-hmm. But if your life's in like total chaos all the time and it's like insane up and down, it's like, then you're going to be totally unhappy there. And you're like, the point where you're happy is like where you're in the middle and then you just kind of lean toward chaos every once in a while and then you pull it back to order. You lean toward chaos and you pull all that back to order. And like, that is like where that balance there is like where you find real happiness and like success and just enjoyment in your life. Wow. That's, you know, Jake, you are a wealth of, by the way, a wealth of knowledge. I'm wondering, do you have a project? Are you writing a book? I mean, what can we expect from Jake in the future here? What are you working on? So right now I'm just focused on continuing to put out content. I'll do a book someday. um, But for right now, I'm 100% focused on building uh, my businesses up, uh, building up Lead Cookie. And I'm not even doing any like coaching or consulting at this point, uh, just because like I'll do it someday, but it's like I can do it now or I can do it when like cookies, you know, 3 million a year. And then like you, as I said, you can get bigger ticket clients because like you've got more results. Exactly. Um, Great analogy, by the way. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm focused purely on lead cookie and then I just put out tons of content on my blog and my website at uh, jake-jorgovin.com, which is where I put out all the blogs and all that stuff. On that note, before we wrap up, if you were to give one, two or three final nuggets of advice, and then I want to make sure we capture your website or, or your LinkedIn or wherever it is people can reach you, what would be your best advice? For the world through the big ticket clients, you know, uh, sort of uh, lens. (laughs) Yeah, I would say the biggest thing you can do to just like improve and grow. And if you want to get bigger, like bigger ticket clients is ultimately just like wake up and learn something every single day and then reteach it to other people like that daily discover and declare that I do on my LinkedIn and on my website like that. Like if you just learn a little bit of every single day and then you apply it, like you will just level up so fast First, like learning sporadically, trying to cram a book in a weekend or something, just like learn a little bit every day and apply it. 
-hmm. and you just keep doing that and it just compounds over time. And next thing you know, like you're a freaking rock star. I love that. Discover and declare. Here's it's a secret. wake up all your stuff there. Here's so, a, yeah. Here's a secret, guys. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for that. Now, now, do you have others? Do you have other nuggets before we wrap up? Um, I'd say, oh, man, that's like that one. And then, like, the other thing is just really, like, I'll have to just say, like, all, like, areas of your life. Like, if your marriage is in chaos, your personal life is in chaos, like, it's going to affect your business. And so, literally, like just being totally open with your partner, um, just being like completely honest and transparent and all that, um, and working on your health. I avoided my health for years. Um, and it, it holds you back instead of actually you realize like later on, like when you start to work in, out and you make the time to work out, suddenly you feel better and you have more energy and you get more done. Mm -hmm. You know, you can think meditation is a waste of time or you become way more productive because you're not distracted all the time. Yeah. And so like all these things of realizing like while it feels like work to start to focus on these other areas of your life, it is actually what enables you to come to business with a clear head, stay focused and produce the results that you ultimately want. Powerful, powerful stuff. You know, Jake, I, I feel like I'm speaking to a future mogul, right? And <laughs> so privileged that we had this conversation. How can people reach you, Jake? What's, what's, what's your preferred method for people to connect with you if they want to talk to you or do business with you or whatever? Yeah. So, um, you can reach out to me uh, at uh, or see all my content at jake-jorgovan.com. Okay. And then uh, my business is leadcookie.com. And the easier email is just jake at leadcookie.com. If you want to shoot me an email for anything, happy to uh, answer any questions or help out however I can. Uh, but yeah, those are the two main places and uh, best ways to contact me. So, all right. Well, Jake, or add me on LinkedIn. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, let's not forget that one, right? You're easy to find on LinkedIn. Jake, it has been a pleasure and an honor speaking with you. Thank you so much for being on Big Ticket Clients. No problem. Thanks for having me on here. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Ticket Clients podcast. For more episodes and strategies, visit BigTicketClients.com. That's www.BigTicketClients.com. And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.